0: This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by brilliant lawyer and healthcare leader, Andrea Lee Winna. She heads up a digital health group at McGuire Woods. She talks to about, us about trends that she's watching currently. Andrea, take a moment and tell us, what are the key trends you're watching currently in the healthcare world?
1: Yeah, so a really interesting one right now that I've been watching for the last couple of months, but I think it continues to heat up is around healthcare entities use of tracking technologies on their websites. So this would be um, Facebook has Metapixel, there's Google Analytics, and basically what these are sites right, that allow the hospital systems or other healthcare providers to be able to understand where people are clicking, what they're clicking on, to gain insights about you know, how they're using the website, how user-friendly the website is, and then also um, recommendations by Facebook or Google and different advertisements that they can place. So these are pretty um, commonplace. Most companies use them, but in the healthcare space, it presents some really interesting over the past few months really heated up. And this came out of a 2022 article um, by a company, I think it's called like the markup.org and they're investigative journalists. And they went through top 100 hospitals, looked at their website and was looking who's using this Facebook pixel or Google analytics. And they were claiming, Hey, these are potential HIPAA breaches because this allows the hospital system to share information about what their patients are clicking on the website. And so just in December, HHS comes out with this, um, alert or policy guideline document, whatever you wanna call it and says, yes, this could potentially be a breach of HIPAA. And what OCR is saying is that just by someone going onto your website, whether this is a digital health company or hospital system or whatever, and just looking up symptoms of a cold, right? Or um, information about COVID, that in and of itself could be a HIPAA breach. And that is really, really outside of how this has traditionally been interpreted um, and has serious consequences for not only your traditional healthcare providers, but where I'm seeing it even more now, and it really gives me pause, is in the digital health companies because they are really reliant on, you know, we've got our users, they're all interacting with our website. We need to know how they're interacting with our website, and we advertise our services on the web. We want to know who's looking for a new telehealth company,
0: right? And, and who's network. looking for a new medicine? Who's looking for new everything? Uh-huh. And so where, where, yeah. where does this fit where does this Andrew, we want to, where does this fast forward to? Where does this end up in a couple of years? Does this close down a lot of this ways of markets? I mean, this is just today. In the old days, hospitals collected data. And or doctors or others, and they sort of sold it to drug companies and vice versa, and there was this whole that's what really led to HIPAA. Is this the modern version of somebody goes online, they think they've got some privacy, they're asking about something that's very personal, a health condition that health condition information that you've asked about is now passed on to a lot of different people, and so suddenly you're getting targeted for all kinds of things you didn't want the world to know, whether it's something as basic as a skin condition or as you know, potentially embarrassing as erectile dysfunction or whatever it might be, or psychiatric condition, does this now shut that down? Or is this something that at the end of the day, we realize there's only so much freedom or or privacy when we go on the internet, so it is what it is. Where does this Uh, fast forward to? Any sense of that?
1: Yeah, so I think it's very much in flux because there's a lot of lawsuits that are coming out of this. A lot of HHS, OCR investigations of digital health companies and hospital systems that are using these tools Um, because I believe that if you just go through their privacy policy, most are disclosing whether or not they use these kind of technology tools. So it's pretty easy for a user to say, hey, my hospital system or my provider's using these, um, ding, 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 this may be a HIPAA breach. So it's turning into this huge issue and the lawyer perspective from it is that HHS has gone way past its ability to exercise right what it's saying. It's expanding HIPAA significantly from its guidance that it's released. So this is a really crucial area, I think, for all healthcare providers to say, okay, one, let's do an audit. Are we using these tools? Two, what are they collecting? What are they sending to Facebook or Google? There's a distinction right, between okay, are we collecting information inside of the patient portal where the patient has logged in? Or are we just saying anybody on the internet who happens to be researching COVID that happens to go on Cleveland Clinic's website, we're collecting that information. So understanding what information is being collected and then looking at that and saying, are we doing this inappropriately? What do we think about this new guidance from HHS? Do we think this is going to stand in the long run? Do we think we have a breach? Have we been in breach?
0: No, no, no. One of the questions is once you're in your patient portal, where you've signed in and logged in, you would expect that you have a a, you have an expectation of privacy, I would think. When you go on the general website, you know, it's a matter whether you accept the cookies, don't accept the cookies, all these kinds of things. We all know. I mean, I, I do stupid things like look up a golf club and then for the next 10 days, I'm bombarded (laughs) with ads for that golf club. I mean, just as an example, let alone a health condition where I'd be a little bit more embarrassed if I was, you know, it's embarrassing enough that I'm constantly in golf clubs and my score doesn't get any better, but it would be much more embarrassing if I was looking at a personal condition that kept on coming up as well. And I guess that's kind of what is happening. Fasting situation. What about like the class action lawyers and so forth? Are there starting to be, there's always class action lawsuits that follow these kinds of things. Is the plaintiff's part of the class action lawyers going after these companies and so forth Facebooks of the world on these issues?
1: Yeah, Yeah, they are. And so, again, this is... And what is even more interesting is I've been following this since this guidance came out in December. And then last week, the regulatory body, then HHS um, Federal Trade Commission, doesn't um, oversee HIPAA and traditional healthcare providers, but it does have this health breach notification rule which has never been enforced before. It's been on the books for 14 years, and they came out and fined GoodRx under this last week for $1.5 million. First time they've ever used this um, law, saying same thing: you were using um, or sending to Facebook or Google Analytics, and you weren't properly telling people that you were doing this. And also, this was something GoodRx was doing a long time ago. Also, FTC said, oh, you had this you know, I think you'll see some on some companies, or at least I see it in my space is they'll have HIPAA certified on their website, right? There's no such thing as HIPAA certification. HIPAA is um, you're only in compliance based on how you use it. There's not like a stamp that you can get and say that was misleading to consumers coming after these digital health companies in ways that's never been done before. So I think this whole Facebook Google Analytics thing is really snowballing because now we're looking at, okay, our traditional, our apps maybe that aren't subject to HIPAA and normally feel like, okay, this is a HIPAA issue. I'm outside of this. Now the FCC is saying, well, hold up. Actually, there's this other rule that's been around for a long time, but nobody's actually been paying any attention to it or enforcing it, but now we're going to start doing that those $43,000 per day per violation. I mean, just wild kind of numbers. Um, so this right. $5 million is less than I would expect. But, you know, these are the kind of things where I think this issue is just heating up and you're seeing not only um, the HIPAA aspect, but then you've got your class actions and now you've got this FTC thing. So I think that's an area where it's, it's implicating not just your traditional healthcare providers, but now we're looking at digital apps, right? And again, their technologies to advertise their um, the services that they provide. So this is just one of those areas, you know, kind of bang on the door as the lawyer to say, at least look at it. At least look at what you're doing um, and try to understand. And, 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 and how much you're taking
0: advantage that. of these types of uh, patient acquisition opportunities, to see if these right. things can be violative of HIPAA and so forth. What a fascinating situation. You know, what happens is for every new idea, there's a new lawyer and new regulator, it seems. And so it is what it is. Right. Andrew, just a fascinating issue. I want to thank you for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Fascinating issue this use of analytics and tracking technologies across all these major social media platforms and so forth to collect data share it with people that that want that data in a way that's reminiscent of what really HIPAA was originally intended to to police against uh and now you know a a different place a different issue maybe where there wasn't as much of an expectation of privacy as there was in your original medical records but still fascinating andrew we went up brilliant thank you so much for joining us today yeah thank you